Hey everyone, welcome back to Brutally Honest Reviews. I'm Evan, and here with me today is Rob, Justin, and Taylor, and we're here reviewing Sorry to Bother You. Um, and Sorry to Bother You is kind of a weird movie that we really aren't given much ahead of time in terms of setting up a storyline, but we are given the main character played by Donald Glover, who his name is Cassius, right? Donald Glover, Cassius? Oh, not Donald Glover. Not Donald Glover? Donald Glover plays a different character. Lakeith. A what? <laughs> His name is Lakeith. Lakeith something. Stanfield. All right. So, all right. It's played by Lakeith Stanfield, but Donald Glover's in it, right? No. Yeah. Not Donald. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah. Which is not Dan Danny Glover. Oh, it is Danny Glover. Yeah. From, Lethal Weapon. From Lethal Weapon. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Okay. So, Lakeith. I don't know who he is. Who? What else is that guy in? Uh, Atlanta. He's, he's in Atlanta. He's in the sunken place in Get Out. He's in Selma. Yeah. Death Note. Get Out. He's actually busy. <laughs> he's real busy. Damn. <laughs> he earned that paycheck. So the point, our main character, Lakeith of Atlanta, of other things, goes into <laughs> <laughs> goes into uh, a uh, he's gonna try to get hired at a uh, call center. Yeah, telemarketing call center. Um, same difference. Um, tries, goes in, has an interview, everything, and he's really excited. He has his GED with him, probably, and I forget what it was, like a diploma or something. It, is, it was he fake, had, though. He's got that fake, fake employee made, of the month thing. He made, thing. like, fake trophy, fake certificates, and then that's why the guy was like, the funny thing is, I was actually the manager of that branch, and I know you weren't there. Yeah. So he was lying. So those time. were fakes? Yeah, it was oh, all yeah. fake. Oh, yeah. These are things that I did not pick up on. <laughs> it was all fake. He was just trying to get the job. He had no credentials, no experience, no anything. All right. So Lakeith goes in. He he tries to get the job. The guy, he's, he's, he's surprised when the manager actually just hires him right off the bat. Says, you're exactly what we're looking for. Um, he starts working and he quickly finds out that he's not really cut out for the job. Um, we see him making some telemarketing calls and we see every time he makes a telemarketing call, he literally drops into the room of the person he is um, trying to sell whatever it is he's trying to sell to people. Uh, what'd you guys think about that? Let's see. I loved how he would just drop in and out of the scenes from the guy eating like breakfast with his daughter and then the lady and the man. Yeah. I thought it made it a lot wrestling on the couch <laughs> with their clothes on. It was definitely an interesting way to do it because if they just showed him on the phone and we only saw one end of the conversation, I don't think we like would have really cared as much. So it was kind of cool that they like put you into the other end of the call as well. I appreciate that. Like every time it did that, it put you into a very Bugs Bunny cartoon feel. Mm. Like it just felt felt like you're watching like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. Like a live-action cartoon. Wasn't like the great, that wasn't the greatest analogy of it, but it, it made it feel so much more comical than any of the script was. Like, there's nothing about those scenes that are particularly funny. It's just the way it was shot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I know it's a little bit later, but I like particularly like the one where he drops in and, and he's just uh, trying to sell something to a guy who's just taking a shit. <laughs> 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 it's pretty good. He's, he's very, very, very insistent that he buys this product. Um, but anyway... <laughs> We see, throughout the story, we see uh, Lakeith and it, his, uh, his, ca his character name is Cassius, and his girlfriend at the time, character name... Detroit. Detroit, right. How wanted her parents, him? wanted to give her an American name. It's more American than Actually Detroit. Actually, quote from the movie. <laughs> yeah. America. Um, 
so you see, we see the struggle of them going through. We see Detroit is uh, an act is is a um, artist, and her work she tries to basically. Um, she's trying to use herself to show tragedy in the world. She's just basically using art as a weapon. Um, very motivated, very not about financial success, opposed to just what's right and morals. And then you see Lakeith, who's really kind of just about stepping on people to get to what he thinks he deserves and is entitled to. Um, so we That's see... That's way you view that. Hmm? I didn't view it that way at all. I thought he, he seemed so entitled. I don't... I just think he did whatever was That's, asked of him. Yeah. Like they said, stick to the script, and I mean, he really didn't go outside of that. He... I view that more as like, he's somebody that needed money. Yeah. And he did what he had to do to collect monies. Yeah. I don't think he ever thought he was elitist. His character, like, he never carried that ambiance like he was elitist throughout any of it. Even when he had money and he was men and he walked around like his dick had big dick energy. There was, <laughs> there was more a moral part later on, though. There was a moral part when he was like, oh, do I help my friends or do I, you know, continue to just con to continue to grow my wealth and stuff like that. And he kind of goes for it. I didn't even see it in your light that way either. I thought that was just like, uh, like him being like, I got mine, fucking earn yours. That's how I saw that. Uh, that could be elitist, but it also is at the same time like that's just capitalism. He's really just looking out for himself, you know. He's like, I want to eat. Yeah, I, wanna... I think I think the pressure of like living with his uncle and him knowing he was gonna lose his house. I think he was just in the oh, mindset sure. of like, I gotta do whatever I gotta do, and if that involves screwing over my friends, then that's. I don't think he was happy about it. Like, yeah. I think he felt bad. No, you can but... see his disdain every time he like knew he was gonna fuck somebody over. He fucked right. Troy over. He got upset. He screwed his friends over. He got even more upset. So he definitely wasn't comfortable with the idea of being like money first, but he definitely was like, I am tired of living like this. Mm -hmm. And if it means losing some of you lazy fucks, then I'm doing it. Does he like ever, that's how I view him as thinking about it though. Does he ever really go through an arc though? Cause doesn't he eventually just like have to basically help his friends because his other option is going weird. Like, like it, they never really, Going weird. <laughs> literally, they never really come around to, I don't want to go into that too early, but they never come around to, like they never seal the deal as like, did he, did he morally mature? Did like, is that maturity? I think he pretty much yeah. stays the same character of, character throughout the whole movie until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think his we saw his priorities shift because once he made all that money and his uncle was all set and everything was taken care of, and then he realized, you know, like this is a lot of messed up stuff. I probably shouldn't back it. But I think most of it was because of the whole aspect of like the family and not, you know, being homeless, which just kind of driving the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about that uncle, though. <laughs> Terry Crews. Terry Crews. I was very happy to see Terry Crews. I wish that he was in more of the movie, though. Yeah. He's so good in everything he's in. He's just, I don't know. I mean, his giant gold cross with his diabetes pills in it. What was it? Like, what did you, what did he, what was it that was coming out of the cross? I think it was a Pez. I thought it was, was like I thought it was like a tic tac about or his something. Diabetes, and then he just oh, popped open his cross and took out a little pill, 
As far as I know, insulin doesn't come in pill form, so. That was the best way. You could see how long they stayed that, like they staged that scene for like extra long time because they knew how ridiculous it yeah. was, but they still kept it in the movie. Oh yeah. Like they knew, they knew it was like, all right, this is something we really just want Terry Crews to have a golden cross. For. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculously big. Yeah. <sighs> that, that like sums up this whole movie. Like, yeah. This didn't need to exist in yet. Oof. Everything in the thing in the movie is larger than it needs to be, and yet it works. Yeah. Like I think that go, was kind of the point, right? It sees ridiculousness and then it goes past it. So let's go. Let's go back. So back, back to the plot. When we, she gets the job at the call center, um, he once he gets the job at the call center, he starts making calls, and then real quick. He meets Danny Glover, who sits next to him at the call center, who tips him off that he's got to use his white voice. So then we hear him try his white voice, and actually, who plays Danny Glover's white voice? I have no idea. That's the one we didn't Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that David Cross is Cash's white voice, and you hear that instantly. Yeah, that's great. We didn't really hear the other one as much, so. I didn't yeah. pick up on it. Just a line or two. It was like literally a line yeah. or two. Boris Vickers in this. Is that him? No. No. We'll he... get to that after. Don't worry about oh, that. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that, I already know who. That caught what me he plays. way off guard. So, so he's at the call center. He's taking calls, starts using his white voice, which, Kat, like Rob said, Cash's voice is David Cross from Arrested Development. Um, you know, there's always money in the banana stand. Um, and he meets his really weird, awkwardly motivational boss with neck tattoos and random gang tattoos all over his arms. And uh, I love the anarchy tattoo on his neck. That yeah. guy is so weird. Yeah. Oh my god. He's, He's like every seat. kid in high school that was angry and grew up into a manager's position. I I, I grew up with like at least six people who I could say that is Speaking up. of that, did any of you catch his like trophy pictures on Cash's desk when he rolled up? How yeah. all of them were really prestigious, but the last one was just him getting a lap dance from a stripper. Oh, I saw that, yeah, off, out of focus, like yeah. off screen, like an Easter egg. No, I, I didn't see that. It just throws these little stupid things in every now and again, and you have to do a double take while you're looking at it. Well, was, was that that? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. I love that manager. I loved his hiring manager. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Root. When, when he called right. him out we online, him he goes, Office space. Office space, yeah. Uh, he plays uh, Milton. Robert Longstreet? What? Okay, and then, um, we're wrong. Look at him. What's he in? He's in uh, uh, Barry. Barry, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was like... I just... I really loved how he called him out on his bullshit and then basically told him that he would have hired him if he could just read. Well, yeah, when he puts the trophy, he's like, you know what this shows he's me? Like, he's like, it shows initiative. initiative. I and you can read. would have just hired him if you could <laughs> read. So, Look all filmography. This, this is like... What are we looking up now? That's He's Barry. Robert yeah. Robert Longstreet. Right. He plays Barry. In Barry. No, he plays not no, Barry. No, he plays... He plays... The <laughs> uh, other guy. What's his name? What the fuck is Barry? Oh my it's goodness. It's an HBO oh, show that's Hold on. It's I got pretty this. good. We don't know who this stranger is. He's not, it's not him? No. No, have, it's not. Are you sure? Nope. He's not the guy in office. I've never seen this guy. Steven Root. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. 
No, this That's is, Steven Root. No. Wow. Can we just talk about how closely Steven Root and Richard Longstreet look? Oh, it's not him. <laughs> the, it's, yeah, no, I thought, no, when I first saw him, him, yeah. I thought it was Steven Root. That's weird. All right, anyway. Anyway, so we're back to the plot. <laughs> so he gets in the midst of really the, this. So everybody at the office that where Cassius works is going on strike because they want more money, including his friend who works there as well. All including squeeze. His, oh. squeeze, his friend Squeeze. I was very happy to see. Squeeze wasn't his friend. Squeeze wasn't his friend. Who's the actor? Squeeze Glenn. fucked his bitch. Yeah, that fucking that, that did happen. That son actor? of a bitch from Walking Steven, Dead. Steven, Steven uh, Yoon. Steven Yoon. The yeah. dude in Walking Dead that Steven died season like 1.2. I watched that season just to watch him die. Good. I'm glad. Well, I wanted That's to messed up. I wanted everyone in The Walking Dead to die. It was a great series. Is that show over yet? No. It should have been. Oh. Like Who am I looking for? Ago. Steven Yoon. Right there. Squeeze. That's Squeeze. Yeah. We're looking squeeze for his best friend. Squeeze was starting oh, Salvador. the rally. Jermaine Fowler. Salvador. Okay. So I didn't his, even know his name was Salvador. So his friend joined Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead, and Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead is like a activist turned, like he's a low-key activist, kind of undercover at different jobs so he can get people to form unions and get better wages, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he really has the hots for Cassius' girlfriend, and we see that kind of flare up, and then we're wondering, like, ooh, is she going to leave him because he's a piece of shit now? <laughs> and then we'll we'll get to that though at the end but um so that's going on while that's going on um cassius is being asked to be a power caller by the management because they need some kind of leverage over this giant group to keep them from succeeding so he becomes a power caller he meets the um dude from the old spice commercials <laughs> with ridiculous who isn't chopper. terry cruz who isn't who was also in the old the spice other old spice guy right so so do we have all the old spice guys in this movie or no yeah all we do. both of them yeah or there's only two like just no oh, two that matter <laughs> okay anything sub like 2000 doesn't matter <laughs> because just terry cruz but anyway, we see the Old Spice guy. We meet him. He's got the sideburns. They're real crazy. His white voice is David Cross, and it's hilarious. Pat Oswalt. Pat Oswalt. God, Pat Oswalt. <laughs> God, this movie was just so crazy. But so Pat Oswalt is his voice, and he ends up introducing him to the top shareholder at this weird company called Worry, Worry Free. Basically Amazon. Worry Free. Basically Amazon. So, Interesting. Would, you live, would you live at Worry Free, Justin? No. Well, you need, what? You get everything you need. They wear those ugly smocks. They yeah. get those triple bunks and you yeah. don't even get your own bed right. you to share with no, someone. What really threw me off was when they were like, I'm the best paperclip maker ever. And it's like, I don't need that in my life. I don't want to be the best single thing I could ever be. Well, it's like, I feel like now people, so many people are struggling to like have jobs and have stable housing and have income and like, it cut with like seeing it portrayed in that way, like basically like be a slave and we'll make sure you have one bed and a meal. <laughs> Half a it's bed. kind of like a little scary though, how it reflects on society because I do know so many people who might be like, you know what? I don't have a job or a house or food every day. So sign me up. It's like. I don't know. There's some people who would really do it. There's definitely people who would really do it. <laughs> at least one person. Yeah, would of course. Strongly consider it. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> no, <he> deeply <laughs> like utopian about that. Like, yeah. The, the, I think that the majority of the undertone of this movie is like, 
this could be real. Right, right. That's what I was trying to say. Maybe to a point, honestly. It's all it's all exaggerated and all over the top, but that's you know to get your attention and you know. Comedy. Right. So anyway, we meet Worry Free Guy. Um, Spare me coming up with his name. Oh no, I'll tell you his name. Will you? The guy is Army Hammer, the coolest name in show business. No, no, the actor. The actor. Steve Lift. Steve Lift. Steve yeah, Lift. it's like a mix between Steve Jobs, and Bill Gates. Yeah, it's the coolest name in the world. No, it's Army Hammer. So this character. Such a cool name. Was awesome. In my opinion, it was the just CEO he was guys? fantastic. Huh? The CEO guy. Yeah, CEO yeah, guy. he was cool. Yeah. So he was I liked his funny. character a lot. What do, you, what do you think? What was your favorite part about him? <laughs> oh, between him doing cocaine. Well, I just like the line <laughs> when he's like. Telling him that these people at his party all suck. They're all here. Their stories are <laughs> shit. I think when they Everything. showed him just do the giant line and then pick up his head, like, well, now you know why I've called you all here. <laughs> that was like, that's perfect. That line was four feet long. <laughs> and he did the whole thing and it showed you from beginning to end. That one snort took 15 yeah. seconds. I thought it was, was gonna be him alone. Only sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagined him like alone in an office and then it just comes up and it's like this whole party of people just watching him do this giant yeah. line of coke. I love it. <laughs> oh, that guy is so great. So we meet him, we're at this weird party and at some point everybody just starts getting down and doing coke. Um, I think just he's doing coke. I, yeah, I feel like he was the only one doing coke. <laughs> Might be just, him. just really likes he cocaine. No, because he's, 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 <laughs> we're gonna get to what he's doing later. So he catches, gets pulled into the office, and he, they tell him, you know, you've been, you know, you're one of our top power callers, blah, blah, blah. We only pick the elite. He makes him snort this coke, this line of coke is what he thinks it is, and then tells him the story about he's gonna turn everyone into, well, first he no. shows him a clip of these random ass horse creatures called. No, he didn't show him the no. clip. He, he asked to left go to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom and opened the wrong door oh, and saw, yeah. and saw the all of the half horse people. Yeah. They have names. The no, Equusapiens. I thought that during that part, I was like, okay, is this a hallucination? Did the drugs hit him weird? Like, is he dreaming? Some, like, I did not expect it to be like, no, this is just what is happening in the reality of this universe. And I mean, <laughs> you had no reason to expect it either because from the trailers, it basically just, all oh, this guy's doing a white voice working his way up the ladder. And then it turns into these horse people <laughs> who all don't wear pants. And his yeah. main selling point to cash for getting the job and becoming the leader of the horse people is he gets a big swinging horse thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, the part that I gasped at earlier when I was uh, looking up cast was when he stumbles into that bathroom and finds those horse peoples, the only voice you hear is Forrest fucking Whitaker. Really? And I am shook by that. He's the horse He's the one that's that saying, like, help exist. me. Yeah. That didn't need to exist. Who's Forrest that? Whitaker, like, goes to, like, he's Lazy a eye. ghost dog. Oh. Out. You know, one eye is all fucked up, the other one kind of yeah. looks like a regular person eye. He's his that meme, too, going around. Last King of Scotland. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. a great description, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he just goes to, like, metal shows and stuff. It's weird. So he's, like, he's in on it. Probably got that eye messed up in a He probably bit. reached out to do it. Rosario, uh, yeah, Rosario Dawson's in, um, She's the elevator voice. 
It's like, I hope you masturbated today. Oh, oh my God, that was so great. Today. <laughs> yeah. you gotta you, get you doesn't she say, like, I game. can smell you or, like, something, like, really yeah. creepy like that? So weird. Like, your, your pheromones are giving off, like, whatever. Oh, I don't know. It was weird. It was creepy. <laughs> Beautifully creepy. That, that sums up the movie, Beautifully Creepy. It's all just so weird, it, but it all just fits. Yeah. Like, it all, all together makes sense. Well, yeah, I think everyone who walked out of sense. the theater was like, what did I just watch? But then they were also like, I liked, but I liked it. <laughs> like, well, everyone not everybody. <laughs> Justin and I witnessed a couple of groups of elderly Caucasian folks oh, man. who walked out. Like, uh, right at the ending. At like, the end. Five to ten like, minutes before him, the end. It took them that long to realize, oh, what did we get ourselves into, Beatrice? Beatrice. <laughs> we're sitting there. We're sitting there talking. Beatrice. We're like, we're whispering to each other like, the last 10 is not anywhere near as bad as the yeah. first 40. You've yeah. already like, witnessed the horse schlongs. Just keep going. How much weirder can it get? It was a long movie, though. And I mean, it, it, felt, 30. it felt long. It's an hour 30. Really? I don't think it felt too long. I but know, I was definitely like... It's pretty short on the, on the shit we've seen this year list. Well, yeah. I've, that, seen, honestly. I've seen some long movies this year. Wait for Avatar 2. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing I honestly hope not. I'd I don't have a week to watch that again. Alright, we're I off topic. So yeah, come back, come back to <laughs> Sorry to Bother You. Um, we see him with the CEO. The CEO is super bummed out that he doesn't want to be part of his horse culture. He's offended. Yeah, yeah. Not just upset, he's downright offended, offended that he wouldn't want to become a horseman. Genuinely offended. <laughs> Run, horseman. So then, now, Cassius gets the hint that maybe he's being a dick. And he now decides that horse people is where he draws the line. And he goes and joins the picket line. <laughs> After all of this. After all this. Equisapiens is where I draw the line. Somehow we try to salvage any so kind of thoughts. moral feeling about Cassius. I, I think personally that he's still unchanged. All he was is freaked out by some horse people. He isn't yeah. really changed. Yeah, he's, I mean, he I didn't have that. to become a horse man. I don't think he made like some 360 or anything no. like that. He's freaked out. There's horse people. That's Because he shows her the video. Because she, the uh, Detroit says, is that why you called me at midnight or whatever? And he's like, what? Did you see that? And, yeah. and that was the video of the horse people in the bathroom who had his phone. And that's the moment where she's like, we got to tell people this. Yeah. But I don't think it was him having any sort of... But surprisingly, he ends up getting the girl even though he really doesn't change. I think it's kind of weird, Maybe... Right? So, there's this... There, the entire undertone of what we're talking about is basically just capitalism in and of itself, right? Like, how far will you go for the paycheck of your dreams? And that's really all... The, your, your question is morals. That's the big picture. I'm talking about the story. That is the story. No, it's not. Well, yes, no, no. That's his the story. The story is not capitalism. The story no, no. Is, his, is him. The undertone is capitalism. His story is capitalism. But his not. entire story is, what can I do to get better and higher in this? Yeah, and I, I understand that, but like his his character arc, his narrative, his romance is, is his story. His, his plight is his story. The, what what they're showing in the larger picture is kind of capitalism and all these other things, but his story is still I thought his, his relationship, story. like even his love arc that you think is like the arc arc where you feel or whatever. No, I'm just saying like I don't think, I think that's secondary to his financial needs. I'm just pointing out an obvious flaw in the movie. 
where I understand that we're trying to get to a character arc where now we're in the moral side of things where now he has seen now he's seen what capitalism can do and now he now he's changed but it was kind of cool it, it, it's stuff it's not a complaint about it's just a small thing I think that his, I think that his defining moment was when he saw Detroit get up on stage and let people throw things and sheep's blood or whatever at her and he said like why are you doing this why are you letting them treat you like this and she said like stick to the script like she threw it back in his face basically like what I'm doing is how I see what you're doing by being in this job and I think that was where he was like oh this isn't okay anymore because when she threw his words because that was his whole thing, like, oh, I'm sticking to the script, I'm just making money to make money so that I can survive. And then when she interpreted it in her way, which was this dramatic art piece, having people basically abuse her on stage, and yeah. he freaked out, she said it right back to him, stick to the script, like, yeah. I'm fighting the other side the same way you're fighting your side. And he, I think that was probably the moment where he, like, made yeah. that, like, switch. Right, that's, that's actually a big pivotal moment we missed. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I still, I still think that there should have been. I don't think that he should have. I don't think this should have ended with a happy ending. I'm gonna say that's Whoa. what I'm gonna say about this one. And I think it ended with a happy ending. I don't know about that. What? It ended happy? You, you forget about? Am I forgetting something? Oh, I think you are. Did I really? He turns into a full-blown horseman. Oh well, that's that. That's a that's twist. The, that's, that's the twist. I don't know if that's a twist. If that's a happy ending. Then when he did that, the light. When he did that cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> he always had a feeling it was the horse drug, anyways. <laughs> and then he got all paranoid. Yeah. Had the doctor look at his wee wee. Oh, that just, was pretty funny when, when she was like, no, it looks the same to like, Detroit, too. Can I just look at your nostrils to see if those grow? And he was just like, have they grown? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, probably. Said he just has people go look at his wee. Not changing yet. I just want to know why he smashes his door in the garage and then suddenly becomes horseman. Yeah, the timing was I, a little no, weird. He, he closed the oh. door and his nose grew, so it hit it. Like he closed the so door on his face. So it was just a delayed face. reaction, oh, and that was the moment yeah, like, that I guess, happened. I guess the horsification takes a little bit. Horsification. <laughs> I actually thought in that scene, I was like, "What is he doing? One of those like stumble awkward. Now I'm gonna propose to you because I'm on one knee." Moments. Oh, yeah. Like I thought it was gonna be super cheesy like that, and then it was like, "No, I have a horse face." I was like, "Well, that went a different way than I thought." <laughs> one of my favorite things about the movie, though, was just to come back to that. I know I missed it, but I forgot about the opening scene. <laughs> When we, we see him sleeping and wake up, and then his garage opens when he's trying to get it on. That, yeah. that was that was a pretty funny scene. I was scene. like, get a room, this is my room. <laughs> that was good. I like that a lot. Oh. <clears throat> I, oh, I really can't think of anything I hated about the movie. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this right now: as soon as I saw Donald, Glo- I mean Danny Glover in the movie. I said, this motherfucker better say he's getting too old for this shit as a callback to Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And not only is there one Lethal Weapon joke, there's two. Because in the Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson has to dislocate his shoulder to get out of the straitjacket. He talks about that. And I... Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. When was that? He talks about having to dislocate his shoulder. Oh. Now, there's two lethal weapon callbacks in this movie, which I really like. I was so happy that he said he was getting too old for this shit. 
Because he was too old for this shit 30 years. <laughs> Um, I didn't notice that. I don't think yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I was looking for it, that's why I noticed mm. it. When I saw him, do you know what I recognized him from? And you're gonna laugh if you've seen it. Not leave the yeah. weapon, so I'm upset. One guess. No, I don't know. Delta Farce. Oh, that fucking <laughs> So bad. I saw 30 minutes of that piece I of shit. I don't know that one. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, Larry the Cable oh, Guy. The new guy. The new kid, the new guy. The that... new guy. Yeah, oh yeah, I forget his name. God, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, even though, even though DJ Qualls is kind of uh, like nauseous, makes me nauseous. I, I like him for like what he is. Is that his name? DJ Qualls. I yeah. know he had one. Yeah. I, I think I, he's I, weird, and he always plays a weird guy. He's good at playing a weird guy. Yeah, I saw him in something, and I just I, I always remember his name just because how weird he looks. No, <laughs> nobody looks like him. No. Actually, I kind of work with a guy that looks like him. And a mix between the lemur from that movie Dinosaur. Alright, we're a little off so topic specific. now. <laughs> oh, we're, very off. Saw... we're very off topic. Yeah. So we get back to the story. <laughs> the CEO uh, is is upset. He, he was pre-Cash is turning into a horse. We're still in the story. Um, so they do the picket line. They win. Everybody's happy at the end of the movie. We come back to uh, Detroit and Cassius inside the same garage that he, he lives in. He still keeps lives in the same garage, but brought a bunch of the nicer furniture in, of course. Um, and then he turns into the um, Equisapien. Equisapien. And then he goes back to the mansion of the CEO guy and mm-hmm. gives him like a "Here I am, motherfucker" yeah, kind we're, of thing. We're giving some more lines. <laughs> <laughs> Horse so there's gonna probably. be a second one, or they definitely set it up like there was gonna be another one. Uh, it's gonna... how well did it do? Uh, oh, it already made bad kids. I mean, budget. the budget oh, really? for the movie was only three and a half million dollars. Oh yeah, Which it was, was so ridiculous. I mean, Game of Thrones is more expensive than that per episode of show. This yeah. is a full I really, movie. I really liked visually like all of the, the so settings of each scene too. Like I liked the styling of it and I, I liked the shots that they were getting. So I'm, I'm surprised that the budget was that low actually. Mm. What was your favorite part? Go around favorite mine. part. Mine's inappropriate. Or, or 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 favorite or favorite Easter egg or or little thing they threw in. The, well, I'll there. tell you. So going into it, I had no idea what this movie was about. I didn't see the trailer. So every scene, I was like, what, what, like over and over again. But the scene in the party where they tell him to rap because he's the only oh black my guy. God. And then that, <laughs> I'm not gonna go into the lyrics of his rap because I'm way too white for that. But that words. scene when every like when everyone just started like chanting with him and I was like, this is so messed up. Like this is the most racist thing I have ever seen in my life. It was so <laughs> shocking. But like that's what sticks in my head when I think of the movie. Because it was just so like I was just not expecting it at all. Well, to piggyback off that, I loved when he actually tried rapping, and everyone was like, what? Yeah, because he was like, just because I'm black doesn't mean and I can rap. And he was like, all right, I got this. <laughs> just two words is all it took. No hard R needed. Yeah. Mm. So yep. basically, he was saying the N-word. Um, basically, he was making fun of, I think it was just, they were making fun of in the movie, just making fun of the way rap is right now. I mean, I oh, hope probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Definitely. Mean, it was terrible. But anyway, 
But then all the white girls in the audience were just like, Oh, they loved it. Chanting along with it. You've seen that shit. In eighth grade, all all the girls talked about in biology class was going to see Luda after after biology class. That's 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 all. 2018, (laughs) going to see Luda. (laughs) This white girl. This white girl. (laughs) Ten years ago, Luda. That was a good Luda. I'd see any Luda. What was your favorite part? You'd see modern Luda. Of course. here and play some old shit. He doesn't have any new yeah, shit. What else is he gonna play? He's got new shit. He's got new shit. Where? It's actually not bad, actually. Vices. I have not heard. Oh, look. I love that song. Yeah. I actually I'm really like that song. New shit. Yeah. Luda, you should bad. make new music. Well we'll, well, we'll put it on for you, but go listen to Vices by Luda. <laughs> if you know what's up. Okay. What was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite. I'm not gonna say favorite scene. Or maybe we'll come part. back to it. But like my favorite thing, my favorite thing for me in general was the. the um, Detroit's airings every scene were a different Love a movie quote or a different reference uh, to, to either culture or movies or books or every every single one. Um, the first one we see I think is murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Mm-hmm. You know, Friday the 13th. Um, pretty sure something else used that too. I don't remember what it is. It's probably the reference. But I thought it was really cool um, just to bring in different references and like lethal weapon. Um, there were some other ones too that I'm not coming to come to brain right now, but I'm sure I'll look them up and find them afterwards. Um, what about you? I don't, I can't even pinpoint anything I loved more than any other thing. Because you loved it all? No, I, I just kind of viewed it all <laughs> in the same. I think like probably my favorite scenes were in the telemarketing office and like the, 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 the white voice, the initial white voice and the pinning Every time he calls, he just falls into the pit of reality. Yeah. The yeah. reality. Then just like mixed with the sarcasm of those managers like that. That's pretty much retail management at its finest. The white girl manager was pretty funny, oh, I she thought. Was so creepy. She oh, was she's so, so good. Yeah, she was she's wicked so creepy, but I thought her her character was funny. Oh. She's like she was like Rebel Rebel Wilson. Like a like a young like a new Rebel Wilson. And I don't want to say new because I don't know who she is. But she was really She good. was, as the kids that? would say, thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> very she thirsty. She was so starved, dehydrated. Yeah. Everything she yeah. just wanted it. Especially cash. She she was really good in this movie. She was good. Every, well, yeah. everyone she in this movie was a liar. What? Really? Yeah. Some of the characters no, ghosted. I don't know what Nothing duck butter new. is, but I'm curious now. <laughs> Alone together. Yeah. What? There's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, well. Easy. Bojack Horseman. I like Tim and Eric? Oh, star. (laughs) Star. Star? Star. What does that mean? Tim and Eric. If you're on Tim and Eric, you're a star. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know what that is. You know what Tim and Eric is? Oh, she's in Transparent. Oh, no. He offended everybody. Die mad What if she play in Transparent? (laughs) Just like minor role, probably. Oh yeah, she can't be big. I can't. I don't Check recognize her. All right, we're but getting off topic again. What? There is no topic. We're supposed to be this discussing our favorite movie. parts. It's a nightmare. So your favorite part is that you have no favorite part. What's your, what's your favorite? Part? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I have a favorite scene, but I also have a favorite thing from the movie. All right, go. I'm My ready. favorite scene is when him and his friend Sal have the most polite oh, argument fuck. in the world. I forgot about yeah. that. That was awesome. Never mind, I have a favorite part. <laughs> I that, forgot about that. I laughed through that entire scene 
So, I hope you have a good day. Well, I hope your week is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I hope your month is phenomenal. We'll have a great year. Oh, well, you I hope, hope I have here. a great year? I hope you succeed for life. We'll go out for a beer. I'm buying. No, I'm buying. The most polite fight. <laughs> and then, and then um, Steven, what's his last name? Yeah. His character is in the background just like, because what? <laughs> as ridiculous as this movie, even that didn't make sense yeah. to anyone in it. Oh, it's so but good. I loved it. <laughs> like their chemistry together was fantastic. Yeah. Sal might have been my favorite person in the movie just because every time he talked, it was just so stupid. Yeah. And he seemed like that idiot friend that everyone has that's so confident in how smart he is. Yeah. He just spews out nonsense. I think with... we know a person or two or uh, I'm yeah. sorry, four or five. <laughs> with the uttermost confidence. You'd be like, yeah, that was good. I got that one right. And my favorite thing in the movie though, we never really outright get told that the picture by his bedside and at his desk is his dad, but I assume oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Terry. No, that, no, it wasn't. No. It was That's his dad. That's his dad. It yeah. wasn't Terry. What, what kind of a freak keeps a creepy picture of their uncle? <laughs> different, weird... Who's alive, uncle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how... I have deeply inappropriate jokes on how to answer that, but that's not where we're going right now. No, it's definitely his dad who has is not alive. Yeah. But then how his dad... It, later, I, the picture changes. That's why I that's love why I thought it. thought it was Terry. It changes with his mood and things he does. I thought it was probably Like if he approves or not. Like when his dad was disappointed in him if he did something like he had a head <laughs> like this, at the end he was like, yeah, the old karate kid and whatnot. Yeah, that was like, good. The picture's mood changed with how he would have reacted to what his son was doing. And I love how they didn't really... Oh shit, I didn't pick up Yeah, I didn't want... Really? I, I, no, I, didn't. Yeah, I love how they didn't outwardly shove that down your throat, but it was always there in the background. Like, it would kind of pan out towards it and f focus for a split second. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that. There was a lot to digest in this movie. I feel like you could watch this movie like three times and pick up a different million things different things. every time. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely yeah. gotta see it again. I mean... Oh, know. I'm buying this movie for sure. <laughs> I, I'll, re I'll replay that polite fight oh, so every good. day. Just have it be your ringtone. I, I was going to say, what well, <laughs> your I love you, man. Love you, too. Oh, you if hope I'm, my year is great? If I'm having a bad day, I'm going to play that. Because how can that not make you smile? You have these two dudes acting like they're going to... I mean, their voices sound like they're going to beat the absolute piss out of each other. <laughs> and then they're just complimenting each other, wishing yeah. each other well, offering to take the other out for a beer, and everyone's just standing around like, is this really happening? Yeah. It was definitely my favorite scene in the movie. So who, so director directed this, uh, Boots Riley. What else has he nothing. 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 directed? Nothing. The first thing. Nothing. But he thing. looks... Nothing. He looks like he's from the 70s. Well, didn't they say he, he does? Has, he has that not, those wicked long. Isn't his sideburns. background in music? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of originally filming this movie, well, I guess he came right, out with me. a CD because he wanted to record it or shoot mm. it back in 2012 and ended up making a CD instead. Weird. Huh. He is a rapper, technically, but he's never... I recognize the name. I hope yeah. he makes a lot yeah, more I know Boots Riley, too, but like, it's got to be from humor or something back in the day. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like he's know. outrageous. I think that's what it is. He's yeah. got such a cool name. <laughs> Rob's got some serious name envy right now. Boots Riley and Army Hammer. So cool. That was my favorite Those have the two best real-life names. 
Yeah. But every character's name in this movie was a beautiful tongue in cheek to everything about them. Cash Green. Cash is Green, Detroit. Yeah, funny. Uh, I didn't even, that's another What's thing. What's more American than what? a failing old body? I didn't, Cash I didn't Green. really either, no. Cash it's Green? So Cashius yeah. goes by I didn't, Cash. I didn't pick so up yeah. on that. Cashius, Cash is Green. I couldn't even remember yep. the goddamn movie. And, 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 I and he said Cash is Green, like, yeah. a bunch of that's times. How, that's that almost like, how he pronounced yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Cash is Green. Yeah. Huh. Every, we gotta rewatch it. Seriously. I'll definitely go see it again. Well, if it comes to AMC. Yeah. <laughs> we also but, oh fuck search price pricing. We could see it again because we did pay for it. Absolutely fuck search yeah. pricing. That's, we did that's go. For we have movie pass, but we did pay for this movie because we wanted to see it so bad. Fourteen dollars, man. Thanks, Massachusetts. Yeah, guy, by the way, like if there's any indication as why this happened in the movie industry and why movie pass exists, fourteen dollars for movie ticket. I can literally buy the movie the day it comes out for fourteen dollars. You can buy it on Blu-ray for you, 19. Right, right. Why would you want to sit in a 4K steelbook for 37. 27. So 27. I keep buying them. I should Stop. not. Shit's changing. Oh, I can. I work for better. Shit's changing. I, I think it's only on the <laughs> coast where it's so expensive. Yeah. Because I That's saw probably some true. ridiculous shit where the national average is $8. What? Where the hell can you get an $8 movie, movie ticket? Movie, uh, we're, we're diverging. Fuck it. We're here. MoviePass's model is based on the center states, where the average movie ticket price at peak time is like eight bucks. Our matinee price is like twelve. Forty-seven in your kid. <laughs> yeah, it's twelve dollars for a matinee. Born. What's funny is that's Third why kid. when you go on Amazon, you'll see movies when they come out brand new on Amazon for twenty bucks, but you can get a Best Buy for twenty, twenty-nine. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, you plebs. Well, what? Do you want to listen to those people complain about why their porn virus destroyed their computer? <laughs> it pays I didn't get where you were going with that at first. He's alluding to the fact that I'm a Geek Squad agent I still. I understand. Sorry, <laughs> company. <laughs> Disclaimer. All right. Uh, whatever pays a third of your rent. This is true. So what would you what would you rate this movie? Uh, Are we doing letters or numbers? Let's, I, let's do I mean, both because I don't know the difference. I don't uh, even there like... There is no difference, <laughs> but I'm just preference. Numbers. We're doing numbers. Numbers. I like the idea of just going see it, skip it, wait. Hmm. You know, because huh. breaking it down one through ten, I mean, don't do that. That's rude. I would say <laughs> everything goes. Let's do a see it or yeah. skip it. Yeah. And give it a give it a give it a letter or a number. Whatever you want. <laughs> Try it this, out. This just got real <laughs> fucked. We're all different. We all have opinions. This movie is definitely go see it. Yeah. Buy it when it comes out. And I'm gonna give this movie like an 8.5. Because I, I just enjoyed it. Everything was funny. I mean, mm. oh my god. His, his friend was fantastic. I think Sal was my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. I don't think I appreciated Sal enough now that you're talking he, about I have so many people I know that are that damn stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and say everything with the most I confidence in their voice. I think we all know. Some, right. some of them. Know a few. <laughs> I'm gonna keep alluding. Moving. I definitely think everybody, you should see this if you really don't want expectations for a deep plot line. Like, it's deep, but like, it's up to your imagination on how deep it is. You could think it's like a love story, you could think it's about capitalism, you could think about racism, you could think about whatever the fuck it is you want. It's about all of that, really. It is, but, but it's also like about nothing all at the same we time. We saw this in a pretty full theater, and I think seeing yeah. it with more people and hearing their reactions to it is also twice as fun. I even love That's the true. old people getting up and go, Meh. my 
God. <laughs> <laughs> leaving was like a sign that like, okay, this is a dumb movie. And the people like laughing and being like, why am I here? Yeah. It was also a sign that this was a, a great movie. So definitely go see it. 100%. That's not a score. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like an 8.5. Yeah. How you feel? Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, definitely go see it. Um, yeah, go see it in theaters. Uh, if it's a good movie, you should go see it in theaters. Do it. Support it. Uh, I don't care about that. Especially in this movie. Get this guy to make a second yeah. movie. Yeah. Don't hate on the theaters. Go get a movie pass. See it. I don't care how cheap it is. Go see it. Get it. And it comes out. Um, watch it. Um, <laughs> Caress it when you go to sleep. Um, or AMCA list. <laughs> or AMCA list. Which be but not that Cinepass bullshit. That thing is a ripoff. We're getting like real. Cinemia? I like it. You get to see one movie a month. Okay, you probably get to see three. Yeah, I get a better one. Moving on, Taylor. Wait, Evan didn't give me three. Oh, sorry. He likes trash things. 8.5. Yeah, I'm going to go 8.5. All three of you have an 8.5? Yeah. I feel pressured now. Um, I agree. Definitely see it. And now I want to see it again, now that we're talking about it. I feel like I didn't appreciate it immediately after watching it. But then, like, thinking back on it now, I'm like, wait, that was actually really awesome. And now I want to buy it. So I give it, I feel like I have to say 8.5. I probably would say 8.5 anyway. Let's go with that. We'll go across the board. 8.5. Solid. Solid. Plus. Solid movie. Nice. The job That's not trial. quite going on the I want to see more from this guy. parents are going to talk about it. Well, we, well I, think, I think what you said, Justin, when we walked out, because originally I didn't think of it rated that highly, but you made the point like it was different. And I think that's so like critical right now because everything, I feel like every movie and every show is kind of following almost the same type of plot line. And this was just so completely unlike anything I've seen. Yeah, it's definitely been a couple years since we've seen a movie that you don't know what to expect next necessarily. And that's just the typical movie formula. This is 2018 is also the year of sequel, sequel, sequel. I mean, Marvel, Marvel, I'm sorry, Disney, <laughs> Disney, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, it, just the sequel fest, and this just was a nice, better than traffic. This year for me has been so <laughs> random. Like, so far so this many... year, no movie has been fantastic, but there have been a bunch of enjoyable movies. And enjoyable movies, not great movies, not like, oh my god, this is the next Saving Private Ryan, or... Question. Yeah. Do you think it's like they're enjoying? Yeah, we're diverging again. Do you think this is like we've given our review? <laughs> Watch it. This well, is y'all can go home now. We're just gonna talk. These movies are like, they're enjoyable because of things like Movie Pass and A A List and this stuff. Because like I mean, would we have seen? Yes. I would have. Yes. I. I mean, I see so many movies. Even if I had Movie Pass, I've done double features in a day before. Like, I'll go with mm. one friend in the morning, a friend at night, if there's two movies that are out that but I want to see. Would you willingly see knowing, like, you know this movie's trash. Not this one, but a movie's trash. My god, I saw that stupid piece of shit, The Snowman, with Michael Fassbender. I'll watch oh, that this movie. Bad, yeah. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. This is a bad to ask that question, too. Oh. So. It had a couple good gore scenes. Val Kilmer was such a drunk piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they had to ADR over his coked out voice the whole movie he couldn't even open his lips to form words half of his scenes were shot from the back so of course I'll pay for this movie I pay for that 
All right. Well, I am not someone who ever really went to the movies, so I think MoviePass has made movies much Same. more enjoyable. It definitely helps. Because yeah. then when it sucks, you're like, eh, I didn't really pay for it anyway. Who cares? I think at some point we need to do like an actual for our viewers an actual like movie pass cinemia AMC A list comparison. Before movie pass goes out of business. Yeah. yeah. Since we have you I have we have all of movie pass, you have cinemia. Yeah. And then well I had movie pass we had it when it originally came out for thirty. Thirty dollars. Oh, yeah. And then I got rid of it because I'm like not enough movies come out to justify thirty dollars a month. I mean, you're right. I remember when I was paying? Like I was paying I, at one point. You I was had it a long time. Forty or yeah, we got it when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. I think and it launched at sixty bucks. A month. The main reason I got rid of it and stopped because AMC needs to clean their theaters. That floor is so sticky. <laughs> Yeah. There's popcorn everywhere. It's like being in a strip club with linoleum floors. My seat didn't even it's work. Gross. You see how long it took me to get a hot dog from I Phrasing. would never eat a hot dog Freezing. What kind of freezing? Because you said hot dog. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that was childish archery humor. It is very warm. We don't have any same style yet. So, are we seeing uh, Equalizer 2 this week for next week? Oh, I've Can seen we? It, yes. I've seen it. Yeah, of course I have. Denzel is my man. So you have the first one? We were just saying, where can it's we so see the good. first one? I have it too. Doug has it. It's all in Boston. That. All shot in Boston. You can be like, oh shit. Oh really? Yeah. That's Both of them? Fucking Boston it's kid. Like a shit hole kid. Both of them? One yeah. and two? Yeah. Oh, cool. No, he doesn't have two. Yeah. No, I have one. No, no, two He's shot in theaters. Boston. I was saying are both All shot in Boston. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Boston. <laughs> Half the people on our set worked on it. I want to see two. We were shot in Boston. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ben worked on it. Um... That's cool. All Ben's peeps work on Ben's peeps. Ben's. ben rolls pretty deep. Ben rolls pretty deep. Anyway, we're done. All right, so <laughs> you want to do an equalizer one and two uh, review? Could do that. I'm down. And, but let's uh, do that. See what comes out this week. I too. just, I just want to say in closing, oh, you did this despite me. You shut your mouth. If you have to go potty, you go now. What just happened? <laughs> he knows, and I know. That's all that matters. <laughs> Say your piece, big man. If everyone that complains about no original movies just shut the hell up and went to go watch these actual original movies and they made money, then they'd be happen. making more original movies to be marketed. Right. Yes, that's true. The problem is sequels sell like five times There's, more than OGs. They, they all suck. complain about New no IPs. original movies. There's so many original movies, just nobody goes sees them. That's the problem. It's true. That's why but, Movie but Pass wins. It's also because the people complaining about no original movies are also the people who won't go to the fucking theaters because they think there are no original it's movies. It's too expensive. And as a result, right. they only go to like Kendall Square or College Corner or like no Community or Dead in Community. Theaters that were built when the time. All right, thanks for watching our beautiful podcast or listening to it on supported <laughs> services. Please come see us next Tuesday, every Tuesday. Eh, we might fuck up, but occasionally. It's going to be there sometime. <laughs> Have a good whatever your drive is to work.